Um, and finally, uh, again, you know this mantra, but we, we espouse it as a, a graphical particularly, where everyone is a recruiter. You know, the recruitment team can't do it by themselves and they shouldn't do it by themselves. Um, it's on all of us, you know, to, to help build the company. Okay, welcome back to the Scaling So Far series, folks. Uh, mad to think that we're on series two, episode two already. Uh, but super excited to introduce today's guest and somebody that we've worked incredibly closely with as a partner here at Seed, Guy Franklin. Guy is a Talent Acquisition Director at AI Unicorn Graphcore, formerly Global Head of TA uh, at Dyson. And Guy joined Graphcore in 2019 and is now responsible for all of their recruitment activity across the company focusing hugely on maintaining their high bar hiring mentality and securing the right people to help them achieve their mission. More on which you'll hear about shortly from Guy. Guy, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Thank you very much, Matt. Yeah, I'm very good, thanks. Looking forward to Christmas after what's been a crazy year, all things being equal, but all good, thank you. It certainly has, and it's crazy. We launched um, We launched series one of this podcast when when lockdown just started and it's crazy to think that was basically nine months ago right nine months yeah it's been a while <laughs> so um it'd be great to kick off if you could tell us a little bit about your story you know have you always been in in startup or, or people focus roles it'd be great for the the listeners to get some context there yeah sure so um i guess you know going way back like many people or most of us i fell into recruitment um, which, you know, gave me the opportunity. I'm fascinated by people. I also love technology, particularly the cutting edge kind of breakthrough stuff. Um, but no, I, ha I haven't always been in startups. Um, I, I kind of ended up here through, through kind of latterly the last couple of roles in my, in my career. Um, because I, last, I guess I love the combination of, of, of that tactical and that strategic element that you, that you only really get truly in a, in a startup or scale up environment. So, um, you know, let's say the last two roles, um, both at Dyson and, and here, have kind of um, really, really kind of pushed those two together, which has, been, which has been amazing. Excellent. And I think you and I kind of worked at the same company or part of the same group um, going back many, many years. Uh, the Impelum Group. Um, right, I worked, that's a blast from the past. Yeah. That is a blast from the past. I, I worked for Escom Technology, which became part of Carlisle and then, and then Impelum Group. Uh, in 2006, 2007, I think, and okay. 2008. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, we would have crossed. Well, maybe not crossed, but uh, certainly, yeah, that was a, a part of the group I was in from 2008 onwards. Yeah. Um, again, you know, technology focused. Um, great, great place to be. Cool. And mm. now, TA director at Graphcore. Um, can you tell us a bit about the company um, and its mission mm. and vision? I obviously know very well, uh, but yeah. for those who are listening, it'd be great to <laughs> yep. hear more. So yeah, Graphcore is uh, what we four years old now, 450 people, give or take. Um, global business, um, uh, privately owned, so we're still in, uh, in in private hands. Investors including BMW, Dell, Microsoft, Sequoia, etc., uh, to name but a few. Um, from a mission perspective, we are in the process uh, and are in fact building the next generation of media technology um, that will allow us to build intelligent machines um, and make the next sort of breakthrough in, in, in machine learning, AI, effectively. So um, we've already got our second generation IPU, which is Intelligence Processing Unit chip out. Um, and that's designed to achieve a petaflop of AI processing power uh, in the size of a pizza box. 
to uh, paraphrase our uh, our CEO. <laughs> so um, yeah, we're we're in the uh, AI chip space um, and um, loving it. Thank you very much. <laughs> awesome. And and what's the journey look like there so far? Um, the company's seen some incredible incredible success, um, mm. unicorn status. Um, you know, astonishing technology developed. Um, what's that look like from a, a scaling and people perspective um, for you over the past year or so? Busy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a bit stating the obvious, but um, it's like that old um, Tom and Jerry cartoon where they're riding on a toy train and Jerry's at the front, uh, Tom's at the back, handing Jerry the, uh, the track uh, to lay as they're going along. It's felt very much like, like that, which again, I you know, I, I love, I really enjoy that. that. Um, so, you know, there's a bit of, bit of chaos um, in there, um, millions of shades of grey, uh, challenge, um, you know, there's nothing kind of pretty much nothing there in terms of systems, processes, you know, what there wasn't initially. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's, been a, it's been a crazy, crazy ride, really enjoyable so far. Um, doubled the size of the company last year alone from a headcount perspective. Um, and despite COVID this year, we've grown 25%. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it, it, yeah, busy, uh, but it's the perfect blend, as I mentioned earlier, of kind of that, of what I love, which is that tactical and that strategic challenge. I love the explanation of the, uh, mm. of the track being laid as you're yes. driving at full speed. I think yes. many of us can, can relate to that. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and what have been some of your, your biggest learnings? Um, mm. I guess sort of from, from both, both Graphcore and I guess other organizations that you've, mm. you've worked at. Like I'm sure there are many, but yep. perhaps are there kind of one or two pieces of advice you'd love to mm. pass on to others? Uh, so I've got four, um, I'll keep it <laughs> which again have kind of collected over the years and distilled down. But I think one, particularly um, this applies in, in, in the startup or scale up um, environment where it's about having that flexible mindset. So, you know, needing to be comfortable, as I mentioned, with, with, with umpteen different shades of grey and, mm. and stepping outside of your comfort zone. Um, you know, your job won't be in a box. It won't be one dimension. It will be five, six, seven, eight dimensional um, in, in that type of environment. So that's the first thing. Um, second thing, which, uh, you know, comes from both Dyson and, and here is don't be afraid, afraid, sorry, to try new things. So, um, you know, try new things, failing, but failing fast. Um, and, you know, failing is okay, so long as you're learning. Um, so again, no one is going to give you all the answers. You, you've got to go out there and, and try things. Um, thirdly, I think, particularly at Graphcore, it's about it's that track thing again. It's iterating as you go. So nothing is ever going to be shiny and perfect for you to, to you know, when you go out and launch it straight away. Um, so, so learn from it, launch it, learn from it, tweak and optimize. Um, you know, and we've done that with, for example, our, our ATS, which, you know, you guys helped us with and we, we launched it, which was, which was great as a baseline. We've then tweaked and optimized it to make it even slicker, even more robust as we've gone. Um, and finally, uh, we, again, you know this mantra, but we, we, we espouse it at, uh, at Graphcore particularly, where everyone is a recruiter. You know, the recruitment team can't do it by themselves and they shouldn't do it by themselves. Um, it's on all of us, you know, to, to, to help build the company. So those are kind of my four takeaways, I guess, so far in, 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 in terms of my journey. Awesome. I'm going to ask you a question around one of those topics because I absolutely love that everyone is a recruiter. Um, mm. Statement, mindset, you know, philosophy, however you want to refer to yep. it. What I think would be super interesting is, is to share some concrete examples um, of, mm. of how that translates in the business because 
I guess it's a, a challenge for, for some recruiters and some recruiting managers that they're kind of a somewhat separate entity, it feels like, from the organization mm. and working mm. in isolation and, dare I say, sometimes against the business. So, yeah, yeah. I'd love to hear how you're, you're fostering that, that culture of, of everyone being a recruiter. Yeah, I think it comes down to ownership. So I think it comes down to the fact that as a hiring manager or as a leader, you know, you, it's not just, um, you know, handing it out to the recruitment team who are order takers. This is about you owning that, that, you know, it's your hire. Um, it's your process. Um, we are here as a TA function to, to facilitate and support you in that, be that through, through sourcing, arranging interviews, interviewing, screening, whatever, it, you know, bringing the technology into bear, whatever it happens to be. But ultimately, that decision um, and that ownership is, is yours. So it's that partnership. Um, and in fact, you know, as I say, it's, it's, it should be the hiring manager driving that, that partnership, not, not the other way around. And I think in organizations where I've worked previously, yeah, you know, it's, it's been very much the recruiter has been, you know, the, the order taker. And yes, so no, sir, doff your cap, let's go and find X, Y, Z. And here's a long list of things that you want and I'll go and, you know, satisfy them. That, 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 that shouldn't be, shouldn't be that and certainly isn't the case from, from a graphical perspective. So, I mean, you know, having sit down meetings, you know, briefing conversations where you're talking with the hiring manager and their team, you know, on a simple level, you know, who do you know, who's been great to work with in the past, who hasn't, um, really kind of getting not just a referral conversation going, but then talking about the process, who's going to be doing what, how is that going to kick off, who's owning it. Um, so, yeah, it, it, and, and, and as I say, it's all driven with, with, from, from, from a hiring manager perspective. Perfect. And that, I think that level of partnership is, is often a determining factor between success and failure in a yeah. sort of truly cohesive um, Function alignment, really, yeah. I think is the, the best way to put that. Brilliant. Thanks for mm. sharing that. Many years in recruitment, um, and I'm sure there's a few of these, but what would you say is the biggest uh, BS <laughs> advice um, when it comes to scaling teams, particularly for sort of early stage um, mm. organizations? What's yep. one myth that you'd say needs to be uh, avoided or, or put in the trash? I think it's, uh, it may not be BS per se, but, but the idea or temptation that, that, you know, when you're in a a uh, startup or scale up environment, you always have to run at um, 100 miles an hour in order to succeed. Um, you know, everything has to be done yesterday. And, and if it's not been done quickly enough, then why not? And I think, you know, particularly when it comes to hiring, getting it wrong, uh, particularly in a, you know, startup or scale up um, environment where it's very small, you don't have that many people, you know, this just stands out like a sore thumb. Um, and so, you know, again, there's a, there's a mantra that the, um, the US Special Forces use, which is, you know, slow is smooth, smooth is fast. Um, and and I, I hold that, you know, particularly account, you know, in terms of, of hiring, I hold that um, in mind. So it's about being more measured. It's about um, not rushing the approach. Uh, it's keeping, as you mentioned, the bar high. Um, it's better to say no than, than a maybe, um, you know, and, and all of those sorts of things are likely to bring success and, and growth um, in a more um, considered and measured way, rather than, as I say, running around interviews, I'm going to do this, I've got 50, you know, it's, it, it, that, 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 that just never works. So sometimes being a bit slower, being a bit more measured um, it, it will actually get you where you want to go more, more quickly. Yeah, that's a great point. And how, how do you as a TA leader, I guess from um, mm -hmm. cooperation with other, other leaders in the organization and also kind of mm -hmm. managing your team, what advice do you give to them, you know, specifically around this particular topic? Because I think it's a, a hugely valuable one. And like you say, people can misconstrue the, uh, the pace um, definition mm. in, in, in early stage companies. Yeah. I, I, and again, I, I just reiterate the point that, you know, being deliberate, being focused in what we're doing, 
um, you know, and, and actually, you know, it's, it's also a cultural thing as well. And some, you know, you know, the, we're kind of in the middle, I guess, in the UK. But if we think about some of our offices, you know, they they are much more. Um, there is a slower pace of life generally in 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 in, in the country. So um, just just paying attention to that. Um, it's better to get it right. Um, you know, more you know, more slowly, more deliberately than than you know, attempting to rush things through, push things through, because that's when mistakes happen. Um, you know, things fall apart, candidates drop out, or, or whatever it happens to be. So, just almost, I guess, being considered considerate to that, to that, taking a step back, pausing, breathing. You know, we, we take a breath. You know, rather than you know, just say what whatever comes into your head. So, um, all of those things, I think, um, you know. It, it, it is difficult, you know, if you come from the recruitment agency world, you know, where you've got KPI, oh, back in the day, back in my day, it's a few years back now, but KPIs, two hours on the phone in the morning, two hours on the phone in the afternoon, why have you sent this many CVs out? You know, it's not like that anymore, certainly not yeah. when in-house. It is about quality over quantity. Um, so all of those things, I think, you know, it's about uh, breeding that environment, encouraging that environment where people feel comfortable um, to, um, to, to, to be themselves and to do things the right way rather than any old way. Awesome. Thank you very much for showing that. So um, at the end of a, a big year, a big push, um, looking mm. forward to 2021. Um, yep. What does the road ahead look like for, for Graphcore? Unsurprisingly, uh, busy. Uh, <laughs> I think, uh, you know, it's, uh, the, yeah, next up is more growth. Um, growth, but, but not just in terms of, of headcount. You know, we're looking at um, growing by a third next year, give or take. Um, which is more than we've done this year, but not quite as much as last year. So, you know, we're still on that upward curve, which is great. Um, but more importantly, it's growth in, in customers. So the commercial activity, you know, starting to ramp up. Um, but that aside, we're putting in a new people system. Uh, we're putting in development programs for, for, our, for our people, for our managers. Um, and, and working with some really exciting companies. Um, so it's, it's another big year in prospect for us, definitely. Awesome. Sounds great. And it sounds like a a big focus for you is on sort of the management and, and leadership development as well as sort of employee engagement and yeah. everything that kind of falls under that banner. Um, why do you think that's so important at your stage of growth? Um, and what sort of measures have you or will you put in place to be able to track the success of these types of activities? So I think, you know, we've, you know, we, as we said, we've spent the last 18 months growing very, very rapidly. We've got a whole of really great people together um, across across our offices across the globe um, but now we need to almost um, you know if we use an analogy you know we need to go from being a sort of teenager to, to being an adult in terms of a company we need to put meat on the bones muscle mass blah 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 and so you know we, we want to encourage our people to um, to develop um, at Graphcore so show them a career path give them the development plans um, and, and, the, and the support from a, from, a, from a talent development perspective but also engage them as well. You know, are we doing everything right? Well, let's find out. Let's ask the question. So, you know, we're putting out a, um, a people survey. Um, in fact, it's just, just just closing tomorrow, I think. So we'll get the data back from that, um, you know, early early in January to find out kind of how are we doing, you know, post check. So, um, yeah, really important that, you know, great that we've hired lunch, you know, a bunch of really smart, clever people. But now we need to make sure that we can offer them that, that longer term vision and, and that commitment. Yeah, I remember reading something that had a title along the lines of you've got the talent, now what? Yeah. Um, and this, <laughs> like you say, sounds like you're in that phase of, mm. of business maturity. Um, it might seem obvious to you and I, but 
it might be worth you kind of sharing your thoughts on what happens if an organization doesn't focus on this type of activity you know particularly after and during um, periods of high growth mm. so uh, you know the, the, again there's a fantastic uh meme or cartoon i think it's where the ceo and the cfo are talking i forget now where you know the um the cfo says well you know why would we develop our people and you know and uh, and then they go off and leave and the season well if we don't develop our people you know it's it, it's it's that it's that whole 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 piece you know we 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 have we have to do that you know we we attrition will grow engagement will, will, will rise uh, or disengagement will rise um you know it's it's, it's like a sieve you know if we can and the best talent acquisition team in the world can be putting in great people at the top of that sieve or the funnel but if you've got your best people falling out the other side because expectations aren't aligned because they aren't being developed because they can't see where they're going and the longer the, the, the roadmap um then then you know what, what, frankly what what's the point yeah this is something from my personal experience um founding a company and having supported kind of 50 others this is something that catches up on you very very quickly right yeah. um you just feel like you're you're wiping your brow after a, a concentrated period of growth and then very quickly, if not already, um, there's an expectation or appetite from the organization around certain levels of structure where it's appropriate, right? Mm. From a career mm. development perspective, as yeah. the business grows, things that previously worked perhaps didn't work now and things start to evolve. So yeah, I think it's a super, super important element of scale. Yeah. I think sometimes, it's something that not everybody, but some forget and then mm. scratch their head as to say, cool, why are all these great people we hired leaving? Um, yeah. There needs to be a, a firm strategy on that. So thanks for sharing mm. that topic. Yeah. Um, what would you say is one challenge when it comes to scaling, um, I guess, people and talent as a function, but also as a, a valued product of the organization? Um, if you could wave, wave a magic wand, um that you'd love to be able to fix i guess it's the the age-old problem is you know how do you keep your culture as you grow mm. how do we keep what makes graphcore graphcore as we continue to add um more people you know it becomes much harder um to do that you know the more people you have the more locations you open i mean we've opened up in um you know new locations this year in, in germany belgium um people in japan in, in taiwan korea you know how do you glue it all together and how do you um you know, keep what makes you special um uh, and so you know and I'll, I'll answer the follow-up question now um <laughs> how are we doing that you know it's um it's about i think consistency of process um i think it's again back to involving the business the whole business um it's keeping the bar high again and, and that's the temptation you know as you get bigger you know actually is it watered down? Is it filtered down? We lower stuff, but actually, no, you need to keep it at that level because that's what part of what makes us um, who we are. Um, so, yeah, it, it isn't easy, though. And I think, you know, having a clear um, mission, vision, um, aligning ourselves and, and being clear about what we, we value as a company mm. and communicating that to everybody, whether they're in Bristol, Cambridge or, or, uh, or Beijing, um, that's that's the key, and that is what we're you know what we're working hard on, and we'll have to continue to work hard on. So that's the magic wand, that's the wish, the Christmas wish. If, if you can grant that for me, Matthew, that would be <laughs> I'm afraid I can't grant that. But no, I, okay. I understand scaling culture is 
is crucial. Um, mm. And have you found any any kind of nuance to? I mean, you already have many new new locations anyway, so perhaps it's the same experience. But have you noticed mm. any nuance or additional challenge in a a world where we're kind of working almost entirely remotely? Yeah, I look, you know, onboarding, we've continued, as, as I said, we hired, um, you know, close to 100 people this year, and we've had to onboard most of them, in fact, nearly all of them through through remote means. So, uh, yes, they, they've had some touch points in the office, but by and large, it's been, you know, Zoom. And so dealing with Zoom fatigue, dealing with all the the the, uh, the problems that, 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 that this remote world um, could generate, but equally the flip sides, the positives as well. So, um, no, there's no silver bullet. I think it is about just constant communications. You know, we know we, we, we have a, a bi-weekly update from, from at least one of our two co-founders, if not the, the, the exec team. So mm. constant kind of, this is where we're going. This is what we're doing. This is the activity. So everybody is in the, in, in the loop on, on that, which is great. Um, it's about encouraging team to team conversation because that's the, you know, and, and the water cooler moments as well, mm. you know. It's the, the often they're the, they're the conversations that get stuff done, um, you know, very quickly. And, and so it's, it's, it's trying to replicate that sort of environment. And, and we've spent a lot of time as well, finally, on kind of thinking about the, the mental well-being and, and support elements. So, um, you know, very clear that that's, you know, that's something that we need to, um, to be strong on to make sure that, you know, when it all comes together, anyone who comes into the, uh, to the, to the business feels, feels that they're supported feels like they, they're part of something, they know where they're going, they know how their role fits into that. Um, and, and so all of those things, hopefully, when you glue them all together, provide that. Yeah, and I hope you guys can get back into the office soon because it is mm. a, and I'm not somebody that's uh, <clears throat> wowed by, you know, office spaces or, uh, you know, senior yep. remote first organisation. Mm. Um, but the space you guys have in Bristol that I visited is remarkable mm. um, and fantastic coffee as well. <laughs> so, yeah. Yep. Hopefully you guys can get back there soon. Um, so a few closing questions. Um, mm. Is there anything that you listen to or, or watch for inspiration? So I'm all over TED Talks generally. Um, I have been since it's pretty much um, founded and, and hopefully once things get back up and running and open, I'm, I'm, you know, I want to get myself along to uh, one of their, their conferences, particularly as they hold them in some pretty nice locations. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm all over uh, Simon Sinek, anything that man has to say is usually uh, mind-blowingly amazing. And he, I've got pretty much every book, every podcast, everything he's ever, ever written. So, um, you know, and I think Start With Why is, a, you know, an absolute must for, um, for anyone who's involved with, you know, people, leadership, management, development, um, whatever it happens to be. So, um, yeah, big fan, of, big fan of Simon's. Awesome. And is there a particular thought or value or phrase that, that you live by? So it was interesting. I think from... from um, watching and listening last to your last, uh, last episode. Um, you know, I, I'm a massive fan of hiring people who are better at, at what they do than I am. Um, yes. You know, I take the point from last week where you, you need to give them that, that framework, that, 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 that reference guide to, um, to, to help them be their best selves. Um, but you know, that, that's the point of hiring, you know, great people. You, you have them tell us what we should be doing, not uh, hiring them and then, telling them what they, they, they should be doing. So, um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm lucky I've, I've, I've worked with and, and, and have right now a, a fantastic team who all of them are, are um, great at what they do and, and in their own areas, better, better, it than, better it than I am, which is, which is great. It's exactly, um, exactly what, I, what I aim to, um, to build. Awesome. 
I think that's super valuable. And um, I think I mentioned this on a company update yesterday. I was introducing our heads of function who are infinitely more capable than I am um, at running the departments they do. Um, yeah. It's not an easy thing to live. Um, I've had this conversation mm. with many people before, and I think, like many phrases, um, sounds great. Um, yep. But they've yep. probably become, and I've certainly found this myself, there becomes a point of, I guess, self-maturity um, as you yes. develop in your career that you realize, yes, this makes sense. And you, you, you get your rewards from seeing other people succeed, right? Um, mm. For you, I, I kind of, do you agree there's like a tipping point or a maturity point where you can actually live that, uh, that mantra? And you know, what do you think kind of builds up to that? Mm. Yeah, I, I do agree. I, I, I don't know where the line is or what that, that point is. Um, it's mm. certainly something that kind of think back, you know, it, it, you go through, a, I guess, a development phase in your career where perhaps you, you, know, you feel um, you know, you're new into a role or you're, you're, you're at a certain point in your career. And maybe there's, you know, there's other people who are um, further up the ladder and there's too much looking, looking up. And, and but actually you get to a point where, you know, as I say, as you start to manage people, I think it is that change. It's going from that individual contributor to, to, to manager and that you get into a, your second third kind of people management leadership role and you realize that you know you, you are only as good as the sum of the parts and mm. you know so so at that point the, the light bulb for me was wow okay if, if i'm only as good as a as, as, as a leader if i'm only as good as a sum of my parts then my parts would be very good if not mm. better definitely better than me um because i'm you know otherwise you're a jack of all trades and a master of none so um I think, yeah, for me, that was one or two roles ago. So um, is there a people leader, founder or source of inspiration that you think we should try and secure as a future guest? Um, well, look, if you can get hold of him, then uh, it will be, uh, be amazing and kudos to you if you do. But um, I'm a big fan of, of Elon Musk. Um, I'm not a fan of everything that he does, but, um, you know, it's undeniable that he, that he, gets, that he gets results. Um, he's delivered some uh, incredible advances, you know, again, back to the, the people and their technology um, kind of comment I, I made earlier. You know, he, he aligns those amazingly well in terms of his ability to scale up um, and to, to push um, the boundaries of technology beyond um, what, 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 where they are today. So, um, yeah, again, not, not, uh, not, not, not to be um, taken with less than a pinch of salt, but, uh, you know, a, gr a, great, a great guy with some amazing ideas and... Um, yeah, from a founder and an and insight perspective, he'd be uh, fascinating, I'm sure. Awesome. Certainly something for us to aspire to. Indeed. All right. Thank you very much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure catching up. And um, thank you to everyone who, who listened in. Thanks, Matt. Pleasure. Ooh.